Welcome to Good to Know Shreveport Bossier, a podcast showcasing the good news in Shreveport Bossier. I'm one of your hosts, Paul Reeser, my co-host, the prestigious uh, anchorman for KTBS Channel 3, Jeff Bimefor. Very busy man. Very Not busy. able to be here today, but don't worry. He will be back next time, so don't give up on the podcast already. I promise it won't just be me from now on. But I've got some great guests today because I wanted to talk about what is this Committee of 100. Every time we introduce the show and we end the show, we say brought to you by KTBS Channel 3 and the Committee of 100. And people say, what the heck is the Committee of 100? So today, I brought some guys that know all about it and can tell us about it because it's a pretty neat organization. But my first guest, Jack Sharp, served as president and CEO of the Biomedical Research Foundation. Many of you know it as BRF, very impactful economic uh, for North Louisiana. You were there for, oh my gosh, several years as the president and CEO. You're also founding member uh, of uh, founding partner in Snelling Personnel Services in Shreveport, management positions with Merrill Lynch in uh, Abilene, Houston, Texas, and New York City. Get a rope. Um, you were a member of several state and local economics. The governor promotes you to things. You're on every board I can speak of. I think you're going to be the next host of Jeopardy. But man, thanks for coming. And also, uh, Robert's here. So let's. <laughs> No, but hey, Robert Pugh, president of the Romp Pugh Agency, very prestigious advertising, full service advertising agency in Shreveport, been around 41 years, mm -hmm. so that's amazing. Uh, but two guys from the Committee of 100, so I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. Pleasure. Jack, a pleasure. what is the Committee of 100? Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, just kind of what it is and why in the world you guys want to do a podcast? Okay. Uh, committee of 100 is a group of business people, for the most part, um, about Right now, just a little over 190 uh, seats. That's the first question I always ask. The committee of 100, why is there 170 committees? Yeah, now that's a good question. Everybody I, wants I to don't have on. an answer to that because <laughs> I think when it was chartered back in 1961, uh, it probably had less than 100, and they were maybe optimistic that they could grow it to 100. Okay. Uh, but when the uh, charter was approved by the uh, uh, Secretary of State, Louisiana, um, they put a limit at it at 130 members, uh, active members, voting members of the committee. Mm -hmm. uh, over time, we've grown by having some of our retired guys want to stay connected. Right. And so we set up a new class of membership called advisory members as opposed to active members. Okay, the and guys they, that still want to come to lunch. That's right, they, they still come <laughs> to lunch. They go to committee meetings, they contribute. Uh, right. Not maybe at quite the level they did as an active mm -hmm. member, but still uh, with their experiences and whatnot, they're valuable to the committee to have them stick around and, and, and contribute. Well, and I forgot to say the reason that you're really the you, you've been on the Committee of 100 for a long time, but you're actually, now you're the executive director of the Committee of 100. So, you know, if a person just says, what's the Committee of 100? Kind of what's the short answer just to describe what is the Committee of 100? Well, me. It's Jack. <laughs> <Okay>. Mr. 100. <laughs> well, the, you know, when, when it was formed, um, clearly it was businessmen that were looking at how they could, in the private sector, support work that was going on in the public sector to strengthen the community, uh, uh, make it more vital, uh, be more growth-oriented, and, and succeed. I mean, it was basically mm -hmm. that. And and being business people, that all worked in their in their favor, right? Uh, because to help obviously, if succeed. the market is strong, right. why my business can get stronger, right? Mm -hmm. So there were opportunities and whatnot that they were looking to try to to uh, uh, create, and that's still the case today. 
uh, our mission really is to look for opportunities and needs in the community and work with others to try to find ways to uh, find the truth of what's going on Mm -hmm. and uh, where the needs can be met mm -hmm. and then work together collectively to try to uh, get rid of the problems and, and add in positives that help the community to be better. Well, so, who, so who are these members? Who are these businessmen? Guys like Robert. <laughs> right. You know, right. Robert, so why did you join the Committee of 100? What, what is it that they look for when, or, or I guess, Jack, what is it that you look for when you, when you seek out a member of the Committee of 100? What are the um, right. prerequisites to becoming a member? They're, and, and they're there. Uh, it's a good question to ask because people will say, how do I become a member? And not everybody is eligible to be a member in the committee. Uh, it is basically a, a group of leaders uh, in their corporations or businesses or whatever. So they have to be either the ranking member of, uh, let's say it's a, a national company, but their operations are here. Yeah. Uh, well, if they're the ranking member of a managing somebody or other here, and they're the, the boss, then they're eligible uh, because the membership is for individuals. It's not for the companies. Uh, but they have to be in a position uh, in the private sector where they can contribute from that experience base that they have. Okay. So it's, it is reserved for that highest level of, of individual in mm -hmm. any of the companies or any of in those people we find the, the leader of those companies right. and, and so uh, those hundred those hundred and thirty guys and gals are all CEOs or managing partners mm -hmm. or whatever the title is for mm -hmm. that highest ranking member of their of their organization okay. yeah the other thing I find that they have in common is that it's it's a unique group of people that that care about the, the community they want to do things that are good for the community it's it is. It is business oriented because this is where we live and where we work. But it's uh, it's one of the things I feel like, uh, and, and you know, the guests that we've talked to, and the people we talk to that come to our town, they find that our people are our biggest asset. And it's uh, and it's that attitude I find with the most majority of the members at the committee 100. They're there not just because they're you know want to come to get lunch and hear what's going on. They want to actually make a difference. Right. right. That's what I find what's is, is really cool about it. Well, I'm on the committee, which actually <laughs> so obviously your selection process. Isn't that prestigious? Some, 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 <laughs> some people slip through the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> there are cracks in there somewhere. But, but, but uh, that's the, interesting. The, it's the highest level person. I right, it is. But Robert makes a very, very mm -hmm. good point. One of the things that we do, uh, one doesn't apply for membership in the committee. What happens is that members of the committee, existing members of the committee, uh, may be in another organization with uh, as someone that they recognize Mm -hmm. uh, cares about the community. Maybe that's how they know them. They're in another community activity with them. Right. But at any rate, they would nominate without the individuals knowing. Uh, mm -hmm. They would nominate that individual with support from others, mm -hmm. uh, and then we would vet that individual through our membership committee. And their mm -hmm. job is to make sure that the people that we bring into the organization are indeed what we believe they are. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important criterion is what do they do now in the community? How are right. they connected to the community? Mm -hmm. Because if they're not, if they're not engaged in the community and whatnot, then we, we really don't feel that they match up against what our mission is and mm -hmm. what our purpose is. Well, it's a neat group of, of people, like I say, very influential. Everyone I met has been very positive and very passionate about how do we help this community 
to, to grow and whether it be economically to bring other businesses in or whether it be socially or um, you know just create a better uh, life standard for the area right. so there's there's a lot of different committees so how are these committees broken down and and what do they represent good question because the committees is I wish Jeff was here to hear this because <laughs> he doesn't think I ever ask good questions uh, yeah. <laughs> the committees uh, that exist are based on what we see to be some of the priority needs of the community on a continuing basis. Right. Uh, so we have six committees that uh, are chaired by one of our members and then mm -hmm. there are members who are interested in that particular area of need or our opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, join with them and form a committee to, to set uh, goals for the year and, mm -hmm. and assign work and basically go out and mm -hmm. make things happen. And let me tell you, we got six of them that are externally connected. They're, they're outside mm -hmm. of the committee. They, they, they work from the committee into the community with other agencies, with, with public officials or whatever it might be. Uh, and the, the, the six are, we have a, a Barksdale committee. Mm. And obviously the name tells you what their focus right. is. And they are uh, engaged in working with the Military Affairs Council, uh, also Barksdale Forward and other organizations that support uh, the base. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically are trying to understand what the needs of the base are. Uh, we're right now, for instance, they're working on uh, looking at ways which we can support development on the base for the airmen and their families. Oh, because yeah. some of that work is not monies that are appropriated from the government, right. that's the military side of the sure. equation. But mm -hmm. the human side often has to be uh, self-generated funding or whatever mm -hmm. that, that happens. So we're working with the base to try to make sure that some of these amenities that make Shreveport and Bossier a very good base for them to be assigned to, mm -hmm. right? We want them to be welcomed, we want them to be assimilated into the community, uh, and it's not just the Committee 100. I mean, mm -hmm. think of all the organizations that care greatly and mightily about sure. Barksdale, and with good reason. So, and hundreds, so of that's these, one. hundreds of these airmen retire every year. And are here. And the hope, the hope is to get them to stay in Bossier. You know, if that's something, we want to provide a great place for them to retire too, because they retire when they're like 40, a lot of them. Sure. And, uh, you know, keep them around. Um, so helping to just create a better community for them to maybe stay here. Well, and that's, that's absolutely true. And mm -hmm. in fact, in the Committee of 100, uh, under a non-active membership, we have six uh, uh, generals and colonels mm -hmm. who are either retired from the base or are currently in one of the four lead positions of the components of the base. So okay. that they're, they're there as military liaison or honorary members of the committee. And that contact with the base is very important to us. So that's one mm -hmm. committee. The, the, there's another one called the Communications Committee. Mm. You guys might have heard of it. They'll let anyone on that one. <laughs> Actually, there wasn't, there, wasn't even, there wasn't even a Communications Committee five years ago. This is a lot of these things that, we, that, you, that the Committee 100 has been doing for decades has really been been doing it, you know, under the radar. No one's really known about it, and mm -hmm. uh, we really wanted to, the Communications Committee was mainly formed to let our members know what all these other committees were doing. And there was a little resistance on letting the public know about it for some reason. Right. But, but, the, but I felt a lot of people felt like the, there was the mystery behind the committee 100 was actually working against us. Mm -hmm. You know, we we need to show the value that let people know the value. A lot of people doing this, they don't want the 
the notoriety, they don't want mm -hmm. the, the, the credit, but they wanted to help the community. But we felt like, as in the, the, the last couple administrations, I'll call them the uh, right. executive committee, said we really need to get the word out there. And right. um, so that was kind of what the original goal of the communications committee was. Right. And the podcast, the Good to mm -hmm. Know, is uh, basically spearheaded by that committee. Mm -hmm. um, so what you all that are watching this podcast, yeah. uh, you're, you're really seeing the fruits of that committee's work. Uh, you're welcome. And, so, and George Servan <laughs> at KTBS has been so generous Absolutely. Uh, with the technology support and mm -hmm. whatnot, but right. George is a member of the committee and, and uh, so the connections are there and it was an obvious it way would, to try It would to be an interesting happen. thing to, to talk about, to think about. I won't go too deep into it, it's only like our third episode, but um, you know, like I say, a lot, of, a lot of the people on the Committee of 100, I think they're very civic-minded, they want to do good things, and they don't necessarily want any credit for it, for a variety of reasons. Right. One, I know we like to do good deeds, but you don't want everybody knowing because sometimes no good deed is unpunished, right. you know? <laughs> and then sometimes it's like, oh, they do that, and you get a lot of people coming to you, you know? So it's easier just to do things sometimes and not hear but about it's, it. it's interesting, and... One, as, as, as Jack said, one of the things that, we were, uh, that we're always doing, every committee is looking for ways to, to better this community. Mm -hmm. And what is, the, what is one of the needs? Well, one of the needs is to get a more positive attitude. That right. The woe-ism out there that we, that we always see is the warts. You know, we don't, we look, you know, it, it takes outsiders to come in and t mm -hmm. point out all the great things we have sometimes. Right. And so uh, that's kind of where the germ of Good to Know, uh, the name Good to Know for, for this podcast. The idea for mm -hmm. a podcast itself, I'm going to have to give credit where it came from Paul. And I begrudgingly said, yeah, I think we, maybe we could do that. <laughs> you know? But it's turned out, it's amazing. All the guests that we've called, are just, there's not one of them that said they do not want to be a part of this. Right. Telling the good news about Shreveport and Bossier mm -hmm. is, is, a top, is a top of mind concern of, of all these civic-minded people. Right. And so that really is, it's not going to be a problem getting people to come on here and talk about right. all the good things. And, right. it, and it's not a good, it's not a, um, a commercial for the Committee of 100. I wanted to talk today just about what is the Committee of 100 because it's on the, it's on the sign, you know, what right. is the committee? And uh, it is a civic organization that is wants to encourage the community. So we we thought you know there's a lot of places you can find out the bad news, yes. and and it's there. It's true. It's right. true. But there's also a lot of good news. So we want to talk about those great things that are happening. So I went to George. I said George, <laughs> no, I, actually I went to Robert. I said Robert, I got an idea. I was the first time I, my first meeting committee on this committee, and they're like, man, <coughs> I don't know if that's a great idea. But luckily, Robert and George took it and ran with it, and uh, they told me it was going to be a lot of work, and they were right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a challenge, but it's been a lot of fun and exciting. And, and I think it's, it's uh, all that you said, guys, is right, right on mark. We're, we're expecting that uh, the reception will be good mm -hmm. uh, because it's bringing good news mm -hmm. out That's into right. the, uh, the public that they wouldn't have any other way of perhaps gaining. And so... Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we're going to do. Well, thank you, Jack, also committee. for getting behind it and wanting to. Well, um, not, not a problem. But the, the, another committee we have is community relations. It's basically one that looks at the, uh, we're, we're in some ways a divided community. Hmm. Uh, race is always an issue uh, on, on many things uh, for a lot of reasons. And it isn't necessarily uh, an ism. It's hmm. just a reality of the fact that there are differences in the community that have to be addressed. Yep. And so this community, uh, this committee, uh, in trying to build stronger community relations, is working with leadership uh, all over the place in, this, in town to try to find ways that we can connect better, 
right. that we can be more empathetic and understanding of the differences and therefore accommodate mm -hmm. them in ways that bring them closer together mm -hmm. and unify the community in ways that Mm -hmm. address crime, address this, address that, mm -hmm. and, and uh, hopefully make improvement all along the way. And they're mm -hmm. a very passionate group, uh, one of the most passionate committees we have because right. they're out there uh, on the street, uh, you know, boots on the ground type of thing, and it's, uh, it's very productive for them and I hope it's productive for the community as well. Absolutely. Then we have another, uh, uh, we have another committee that is very important right now, particularly the Economic Development Committee is a large committee uh, because we are made up of primarily business people. Uh, there's an affinity for things like economic sure. development, so there's a lot of our members that want to be working in that direction. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is right now very much engaged in looking at some of the infrastructural needs that I think most people in the community know about but don't understand necessarily. Mm -hmm. uh, things like the uh, 3132 extension down to the port for better truck transportation and mm. things of that yeah. sort. Mm -hmm. uh, things like the uh, inner city connect. Right. Um, those are infrastructural needs that are huge and they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're federal projects, they're state projects, they're local projects, all of that. But mm -hmm. they need really to <clears throat> be uh, supported mm -hmm. in the community because without that, uh, it's very hard to, to achieve the the other support necessary, whether that's financial resources mm -hmm. or whether that's just public opinion or whatever that uh, the, the politicos and whatnot, if they allocate funds around or looking, is this something that's wanted? And what mm -hmm. are, well, why do we know that it's wanted? Well, right. because there are expressions coming from all sides uh, to get that done. So what's, what that committee does is it works with a lot of other groups, NL COG or the, the North Louisiana Council of Governments right. uh, handles a lot of the federal monies mm -hmm. and, and the like, and so we work very closely with that to understand mm -hmm. what their needs are, where they are, and what we can do to, to assist in making uh, things move forward and, mm -hmm. and through the process of getting these projects of this type through. Right, uh, and, you all, and when you talk about the, uh, the, the type of members that you have on your committee, um, have the connections and the influence to go out and and, and get involved in that sort of thing, move it forward. But also the exciting thing about this podcast is we can keep our, our listeners informed uh, when big economic development's happening and give people right. the, the, the heads up, this is what's coming, and then how can you get involved right. in everything? Well, again, the, 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 these, these committees are, are really active in the, in the community right now, mm -hmm. uh, and they do work with a lot of different groups. I mean, something of, of the magnitude of uh, an I-49 project, right? Mm -hmm. It's political, it's financial, it's financial in two or three different levels. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to be in contact and we do that in concert with another committee which I'll mention in a minute, but, but you know, you've got, the, you've got to meet with your legislators, you've got to meet with your congressmen and whatnot and make sure they're on board so that we get the right message through to the decision makers mm -hmm. who are allocating out the resources that are needed for these kind of projects. So mm -hmm. it's, very, it's, it's, it's complex, yep. uh, it's mighty, but it's good. Uh, another one that, uh, that's my, one of my favorites because I've been connected with it for a long time is education. Right. Uh, and education is so important uh, in today's world everywhere, but particularly mm -hmm. I think in, in uh, the South where we've been so blessed with natural resources and whatnot as sources of our economy. 
that we've not really been as aggressive in getting our minds wrapped around uh, new innovation, entrepreneurialism, technologies, and mm -hmm. things of that sort. And to do that, you've got to be well-educated. You can't just jump in and say, I think I'm going to invent a widget or something. <laughs> so my, my point is that uh, we work with uh, pre, well, right now, early childhood development is very important. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing a lot of that. And I'm glad that people are waking up to the fact that, that you know, these kids develop so early that uh, from birth to five, you better be on top of them because you're you're really helping that brain to develop and the neural right. connections made. So that's important and it's happening here and we need, mm -hmm. we need to show people where it's happening and, and get them excited about it and understand what their role in it is because everybody in the community mm -hmm. is responsible in one way or another for these kids. Well, our area, so our area are agricultural and natural resources, gas and so forth, all we're relying on that. All important. But we really need to develop the technical aspect of this area, and, and we are, you know, with Cyber Command and several things that are That's happening. Right. That we've had several guests right. on the show that will be, but also, like I say, the, uh, education is essential to build that infrastructure it to attract that type is. of Absolutely is, and, and frankly, if, if, our, if the perception of education in our area is not good, Right. then the job that NLEP and bio, uh, the BRF and all these groups that are trying to mm -hmm. draw people into our market as workforce right. and uh, uh, innovators mm -hmm. and whatnot, is that much harder because you know people are going to look mm -hmm. and say, do, do we really want to bring our families down? We're, we're questioning whether or not the school system is yeah. what it needs to be. Right. And, and that can happen. So that, that's the role of that one. There's two others that I'll, I'll mention real quickly. Um, no, there's not. There's one more that I mentioned because I think I've talked about five already. The government committee, right. government relations committee. Almost everything that we've talked Even about. Even though we're a non-political uh, committee. We, we are a 50. <laughs> we try to be. We're a 501c4. And C4s cannot get engaged in campaigning for individuals who are running for public office. Right. We can get very much engaged in the issues that are important to those who are electing whomever it is that they prefer. Right. right. So uh, that's, that's our nature. But we have to have good connections with those who represent us mm -hmm. uh, because many of these things we've talked about already in terms of areas of need and opportunity are going to require that we get resources from other sources. Right. Right. In some cases we can grow our own, but in other cases we have to get the state to, to ante in, come right. to our trough and drink a little bit. Mm -hmm. And certainly on big projects like we were talking about, the infrastructure pro projects, it's federal funds that are more important. If we look at CIC in Barksdale, it's federal funds right. that are important. Right. If you look at a lot of the things we've been talking about, uh, it's got connections, political connections to decisions. And mm -hmm. for that purpose, we need to make strong connections and have strong relationships mm -hmm. with those who represent the community. And, and mm -hmm. so that's the role of that committee. And, and there's there's one more committee. I don't think we talked about the healthcare and healthcare. Oh, that's right. I did that, is, that, is our, that is really one of the, the biggest benefits and amenities that we, our community is offering. So I know yes. that's- Yes, and how could I in my exactly. 50 years of work <laughs> in we, healthcare not, not remember- We talked about, what we talked about before we went on. <laughs> I said I had two and then uh, uh, I only no, got one. Believe me. But, but uh, no, healthcare that's is- That's what I'm here for. That's why we brought Robert. <laughs> We've got three, uh, uh, three strong hospital systems here. Mm, absolutely. Um, we have a 
medical school, uh, communities killed to have something like that because right. that's cutting edge stuff and it draws the best and brightest and, and uh, whatever to your community. Um, we've had some tremendous successes with respect to medical research here. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, and I just, I just was the beneficiary of, of a very uh, technical uh, heart surgery. And uh, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a medical miracle that I didn't have to go somewhere else to find. Yeah. It could be done right here in Shreveport by people who have the knowledge, the experience, and the, and the technical savvy to mm -hmm. take on stuff like that and and, and deliver it, uh, so they're in, in right the area up the stairs of to the studio. You you left me behind. <laughs> I'm like I thought you had that. Never mind. <coughs> healthcare is you know we're a regional health center. Yeah, uh, we serve a lot of area around us, and uh, and a lot of people are brought in here. I think of Shriners, mm. uh, what they do. We've got kids yeah. coming up from Central America to receive care that is available mm -hmm. to them uh, at Shriners. Uh, it's a wonderful uh, yep. addition to our healthcare. It's been around for a hundred years. Absolutely. So uh, it like started here in Shreveport. That's you know, right. One of our, you want to mm -hmm. go back a ways to start and see a success story? Well, that's one of them we can we can look at. But the point is, healthcare is a big component of need. Serves a lot of people. Mm -hmm. We have both the the uh, ability to bring in the best and brightest and people coming in with. The ability to afford that kind of mm -hmm. uh, surgery or or uh, uh, treatment or diagnostic or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. On the other hand, we have people who can't and can receive it anyhow because it's here and those those uh, services are provided to them well, uh, in part because economic, it's here. It's a huge economic impact and a huge quality of life impact that we have that right here absolutely. in this area. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Good committee to be on. Good job, Robert. No, thank you. I appreciate thank it. You. I'm, I'm, I'm a rookie at this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for no, you, you thank you for being keep, gentle. Keep me on the straight and narrow here. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, I mean, we've, we've covered the committee. That's awesome. It, it is, like you say, it, it's, it's technical. There's a lot of aspects to it. It's hard to describe in a short period. That's why I wanted to bring you on the expert and really talk about it. We're not going to advertise the Committee of 100 because this is it's a public service provided by KTBS and the Committee of 100, but people keep saying, what the heck's the committee? And it's a very uh, a very active, very involved group of, of people, business people who are very concerned and um, advocates of this area. You're one of the biggest advocates for Shreveport Bossier of any person I've ever met. Oh, gee, well, why thank you, you for so, that, but I don't know. Why are you so inspired uh, to help this community? <laughs> um, uh, we moved, uh, I moved my family here in 1976. And uh, it was in the pharmaceutical area. And mm -hmm. it became Boots Pharmaceuticals. And I had a uh, you know, the blessing of, of being able to move up the ladder, so to speak, uh, mm -hmm. as we built that company from not much to quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, uh, anyhow, there were several opportunities to leave and my wife and I decided that our kids were actually very happy here. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were doing quite well uh, from a schooling standpoint and from a connection with activities and friends and whatnot. And, and we said, hey, this is, this is a pretty good town to live in. I mean, we, we lived in Abilene, Texas and down in Houston yeah. and up in New York City area and uh, before you know, as part of my career. And, uh, and we'd been here for, well, I don't know, 13 years or so when the first opportunities started popping up. And at one point when, when Boots uh, 
decided that they were going to liquidate some of the operations here and move up to Lincolnshire outside of Chicago, uh, I was supposed to go up there and I, I, I declined. Mm -hmm. and, and we did that intentionally. We said that our lifestyle here, we both grew up in the Chicago, Milwaukee mm -hmm. area, my wife and I. So we, we knew we were happier here than we were before. Uh, and nice. so we said, we're going to stay here. And I said, well, if we do, then I'm going to do what I can to give back to the community mm -hmm. that we are so happy in living in. Right. And uh, uh, I had some people that knew me who were more than happy to grab me by the collar and drag mm -hmm. me into various things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, well, thank uh, goodness they did. It's, it's, it's good. It's a good way to, to live. It's a good place to live from from Milwaukee to, to Shreveport and Bossier, and you're staying right here. Well, man, you have had an amazing career, and you very uh, justifiably could just relax and do some fishing and, and, and long walks, but you decided, even after this great uh, health miracle, that locally to get your heart tuned back up, you've stayed, and you're still staying so active uh, with your role with the Committee 100. Absolutely. And you're not just, you're, you're still engaged and helping out and giving back and I appreciate it. One of many. Yeah. One of many. Who 170 hundred. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, thank you, man. Well, thank you for Paul. coming and visiting my, with us today. Robert, thanks Robert. for co-hosting. As a matter of fact, you might be here with Jeff next week. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Paul Reeser and sometimes Jeff Bimefor, I appreciate you listening to our podcast. You can listen anywhere podcasts are found. You can also watch us on the Good to Know Facebook page and at KTBS Channel 3's website. And we're here every other Wednesday. Come back and see us. Tell your friends. I appreciate you listening to Good to Know.